Welcome to Real Estate Experts. Join us to democratize the secrets to real estate for everyone, everywhere. Thank you for being here. Let's see what our experts have to say today. We're live? We're live. All righty. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. I still don't see myself on the screen. Still figuring out how this live stuff works. But thank you for those of y'all tuning in. Please say what's up. I'm here with my homie, Derek. And my other homie, Hak Mikado. And we're going to be learning from Hak. I'll do a quick introduction of you, Hak, and then we'd love to hear from you. But Hak is a good friend of mine. Also, I consider him like a marketing mentor, entrepreneur. Him and his wife uh, have also built a marketing agency, uh, working with tons of seven-figure clients all around the country, building their own seven-figure business, and reinvesting their profits into real estate. Now he's a super host, a landlord, and we're just so excited to have you here, my dude. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So why don't you just kick us off, man, with um, like how, why you decided to get into real estate investing, why you're so gun ho about Airbnb. I see you posting about it, you know, at least a couple times a week. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm a marketer. Uh, everybody calls me the funnel genius and uh, I build funnels for pretty much everything. Um, I've worked with some of the world's uh, leading experts in uh in real estate investing and uh, real estate agents who like people that not only do real estate themselves, but coach and train others to do the same thing. And so um, the blessing of that was I got to learn all of their secrets and, and tricks and uh, started to implement some of that stuff for myself. Uh, and then with Airbnb, it actually all started back in 2012, right after the crash and, and uh, my mom almost lost her house. I was going to school up in Irvine and living in San Diego. And uh, I was basically doing like a two-week stint in Irvine every month. And uh, hotels get really expensive really fast. And I was almost out of money. And my dad's like, hey, you should, why don't you check out this thing? It's called Airbnb. It's fairly new. Um, but, you know, it might actually work out for you. And so I, I went up there and I stayed in this house. And I started asking all these questions, like all the questions that I get nowadays are like, like, isn't it dangerous? You know, do people trash your house? You know, what happens? It, like all the scenarios. And right. uh, I came to find out that there's actually this very beautiful gray area. And I love gray areas and loopholes because that's where all the money is. <laughs> really, that's literally where all the money is. Now, Airbnb is becoming more and more regulated and more and more uh, outlawed. And at the time when we started, we could do pretty much anything. Um, and even though there were technically regulations, it wasn't actually being regulated. And then it started to become regulated about two years after that. And uh, so we switched our strategy to what we call the super rental loophole, because there's, again, this beautiful gray area that big corporations, uh, like some of the world's largest corporations pay a lot of money to lobby to make sure that there's no regulations because it would cost them a lot more to actually have to deal with paying taxes and all the stuff and having to bring in employees and contractors and all that sort of stuff. So we leverage that beautiful little gray area for our properties. And we're seeing, we're getting about, uh, depending on the location, you can get up to about 300% what you would on a normal rental. Right? So if you were to get a thousand dollars a month, for a three bedroom, uh, you could get up to about $3,000 a month using Airbnb and other platforms like it by leveraging this specific strategy. And so 
there's a lot to it that uh, like I can talk high level about it, but we have a, a course that actually talks specifically on each component, how to set it up right, how to make sure that you're inside of this, this unregulated area where you basically get all the benefits of a vacation rental, which is really the money and none of the headaches, which is like the parties and dealing with all the, the, the tra all the trash and challenges and, and the headaches of it. And then you get the benefits of a traditional rental without dealing with having to, to uh, have a tenant who really doesn't care about your property because they're renting it. And they're uh, like, we've had tenants and we've had uh, vacation, like true vacation rentals. And they both are great for some reasons, but tend to actually suck in the long run. Uh, you know, I, I know a ton of people out there talking about Airbnbs and how profitable it can be if you're doing it rentally, renting on a nightly basis. Uh, but the problem with that is you have vacancies, you know, right? People aren't showing up. And then you have, uh, on average, we're seeing about $1,000 plus per year in, in damages that aren't paid for by the insurance. And so you now have to cover that. Plus, because you're a business, right? Now you have to follow hotel tax laws in every state. Uh, which means that you have to follow specific things. And if you don't, you can get fined. Uh, in San Diego, it's a $25,000 fine. I think same in Henderson and, and uh, Vegas, it's a $25,000 fine. Uh, Florida, I think is a $10,000 fine is the first fine. Um, and like, why deal with that when there's this beautiful area that allows you to have consistent, predictable income? Because we've traditionally... Uh, outside of COVID, we've had about a 97, we had like a 93% occupancy, I think four years ago now, a 96% three years ago, like uh, almost, uh, uh, we had two rooms with 100% occupancy two years ago. Um, and then uh, one, one room with like a 95% occupancy. Um, and then this year, like during COVID, San Diego, we've actually been booked 100% in our property in San Diego. And then here in Henderson, we've been booked probably about 80, 85%. And it's kind of fluctuating up and down because they keep shutting down Vegas. Um, so, you know, every time they shut it down, it kind of kind of dips the stuff. But we're not seeing the impact that a lot of other people are seeing. And we don't have to follow any regulations or uh, any vacation, regul vacation rental regulations. So we don't have to have permits or deal with all the mumbo jumbo that everybody else has to deal with well that's 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 awesome hawk and before i ask uh the next question here shout out to des carlos uh up and on and checking us out in this amazing interview with hawk the legend uh you've alluded to some of the benefits of uh being airbnb versus towards rental with covid19 that's going on are you seeing any issues that are combating that that are making it difficult. I know one has been the party house. You know, there's been some party houses that have been shut down. What's it like, you know, being an Airbnb, getting in trouble or, you know, what are options there in a scenario like that? Yeah, so we, um, first of all, we, we use a very specific strategy where we'll never, we've never had to, uh, had a problem with parties in the last seven years, not once. Um, and so that's one big thing. The only real impact has been the additional cost to clean. And that's- um, The cost to clean. And cost to clean. Yeah, like cleaning the property, right? Yep. Um, and 
that's really the only the only impact that we've had and we've actually not even passed um passed that on to to the the tenants for all intents and purposes right we haven't passed that on to our guests because uh we found a price that works and you know we've we've split tests we actually have ways to split tests because i'm all like i build funnels <laughs> that's what i do so i built a funnel inside of airbnb's platform to drive traffic to our own uh to our own listings and we have um i think each one of our listings has three to four actual like there's three to four listings per room that we rent out and uh so it's definitely different than what most people are doing. We split test headlines, we split test pricing, we split test uh, our offer stack. So we put different amenities for the different prices, right? Somebody who wants to include the gym is gonna pay $30 more a month than the person who isn't gonna wanna include the gym. And then we go and contract a rate with the local gym and that's incredible, right? So we build that relationship. It's like, hey, you want it? Great, it's available. It's just 30 bucks extra per month. Um, and then it's month to month. They're not worried about contracts. We set up a deal with them. We pay them for the months that they're there. Uh, and it's very simple. So like you can set up, right? It's, it's a business. That's what we're building, really. It's a, you're creating income. And I think that if, if in 2008, for instance, right, we had one of the biggest crashes in the world and one of the biggest um, transfers of real estate property in history up to that point and we very well may have another one of those fairly soon here um the people who have properties that are looking at this as like oh my gosh what am i going to do the reality is, is there's a very simple solution set up a super rental that's it like it doesn't have to be on airbnb Air what's a super rental yeah so that's that's what we that's we don't do vacation rentals we don't do traditional rentals we do super rentals which is, this, that's the gray area. That's what we call them. Um, so that's doing the full month rental on a platform like Airbnb. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we, it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be a month. It depends on the location. So in a place that's regulated, each location, each city has its own regulations. Each state has its own regulations. So you have to figure out what is the regulation of your city. And what they did was they did a regular, they have a regulation for vacation rentals. And they have a regulation for traditional rentals. And then there's this thing in the middle that there's like nothing. There's, there's no information. <laughs> there's like, hey, whatever, you know, like whatever you do just kind of flies. And so you just got to figure out what that, it's really time limit, right? So uh, San Diego, it's uh, 30 days. I think Henderson is technically 28 days. Um, some places it's seven days, right? So you can actually do seven, eight days or more um to to do your you know seven nights or more so eight days uh to to have that rental in there um hawaii is a is a great example of that where you can't uh hawaii like almost all of hawaii or at least Kauai, i think is outlawed um and it's like no you just have to know what you're doing and a lot of people actually do it and they'll rent out the property for the entire month and then even if the person's like staying for a week Right. They just rent out the whole thing for the entire month. Um, and so there's that's the kind of the loophole. One of the components of the loophole is really understanding what is the regulation in your area and then how do you market to the people coming in? Because right. the people coming into San Diego and the people coming into Henderson are two very different people. Right. We have 
primarily medical students coming into Henderson, where we have biotech engineers coming into San Diego. And so we have to create a sales letter that speaks to their needs, their, their hobbies, their like, we have a target avatar, we create a profile and it's like, a, I think it's like a five or six uh, page sales letter that we wrote to be able to just really identify, break down every component that they're looking for, right? We answer every question that they could possibly have. And um, as a result of that, it repels the people that we don't want to have in and it attracts the people that we do want to have. In. Again, it's, it's a funnel, it's just not built in click funnels or in another platform like we would normally do. I, I want to dig in deeper there in a second, but, but first, you know, Carlos has a question. Yes, the, the, this conversation is going to be recorded, it's going to be live in the Facebook group. And if anybody else is watching right now and has a question about Airbnbs or rentals or what we're talking about, just drop it in the comments. We'll make sure to ask it for you. But my question for you, Hawk, actually comes from a conversation I had earlier today with a real estate investor who owns a Airbnb out in Orlando. But my understanding of it right now is the whole Orlando situation's got to shut down so the Airbnb is empty. You know, I don't have other context, so I'm throwing this as a curveball to you. Like, what, what's your advice there? Yeah, so he has a vacation on him. That's the problem. And is it just the way that it's listed on Airbnb that it's a vacation rental? Yeah. Does he have to like, do something to change it to a super rental? Like, what, what are the steps there? So, so first of all, um, if it's in Orlando, his primary goal is to get people to Disney World. Now, the question is, is Disney World is seeing as many people, admitting as many people, right? That's, that's the goal. We, we spent like three months in Orlando, by the way, last year, about a year ago now. And we stayed in multiple Airbnbs, we stayed in hotels. Um, and so there's a couple of things. One is right, making sure that it's safe across the board. You know, people feel safe in there for, for COVID reasons. Uh, the second is that uh, we don't rent out the whole property, which is what most people do. I don't, like, think about this for a moment. If you have a five bedroom house or a three bedroom house, um, you can even do this with a two bedroom house. It's, it's a little bit, uh, the math doesn't work out quite as well, but let's say you have a, this, this house here, um, by the way, we're in our Henderson Airbnb because we, uh, we, we weren't able to travel anymore. So we just hunkered down here and we have, we're taking one of the four rooms here. So just keep that in mind. You guys the, are sharing uh, one of the four rooms and you're monetizing the other three. Yeah. For and, that probably and, and then some hopefully. Okay. <laughs> That's right. So uh, two rooms, uh, three rooms covers the whole mortgage plus a couple hundred dollars. And that's after cleaning every single month, after all expenses. Four rooms makes us about $1,000 profit per month. So you know, we could make $1,000, right, when, we, when we're out and about, uh, or we can live rent-free. So that's another benefit of this is that I don't have to deal with and like we've figured out many ways to not have expenses. Like my goal, um, is that I'm an affiliate marketer too. I do a lot of affiliate marketing, right? Like if, if I like a software and they have an affiliate program, I will find enough people to go buy the same software. So I never have to pay for it. And it's like, look, I love this thing. I will build stuff for you to make it amazing for you. Like we have, uh, we've gen generated over six figures on ClickFunnels alone and I've paid them probably almost as much again, but, uh, like, Basically, I've never had to pay for ClickFunnels, right? Like people are like, oh, ClickFunnels is expensive or this thing, is, like rent is expensive. I want to live in this big, amazing place. Uh, like I want to live in my dream city, right? 
Um, I don't know what the, the nicest areas in, in Vegas are, uh, but like people used to tell me all the time in San Diego, they're like, oh, I'd love to live in Del Mar or I'd love to live in La Jolla, which are like the risky places, like the upscale, more expensive. Uh, it's like, well, you can, you just make the choice to and you figure out how to do it. Right? Those are your options or you can complain about it. Um, and as an investor, right, you can take that. By the way, you don't have to spend your own money. Um, you can Let rent a place, which is a whole other component, and do the same thing as long as you're upfront with your landlord. Oh, like like rent it out from the landlord, Airbnb it out. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, want to come in? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, since you brought that up, that that brings me to you know how, when you did start out, did you have money down or was it like a loan to debt ratio? Were you getting? Uh, uh, how did you get when you did start? Your enterprise so the, here. The first, the first property is my mom's. Uh, was was fully my like the house we grew up in, uh, and the second property is a family. It's family owned. So um, like as a, our our family owns it, and um, so I didn't put a lot of like, I my job is marketing. That's what my job is like in in our business. So we take all the money, we put it in, uh, we put it, I think about a hundred thousand down on this property here in Henderson between everybody and then um that basically paid for it and then by the way this is this is awesome before we even got out of the escrow like refund period we had already rented the entire property out so I didn't like my like I'm like I I think this property is a really good property and I'm like, get us a 60 day escrow because I want to make sure that we're like, we're golden. Um, and the, the, actually the tenants were really happy about that because they were worried about having to move out and all these things. Um, and so I was like, perfect. And so we, we actually took all of their photos and then we posted their photos as the, or the photos of the property. We got the whole place rented out uh, based on when we thought like the property would be like, fit, like ready and, and available. And then we uh, changed all the photos and we sent everybody a message and said, Hey, by the way, we've upgraded, uh, we've upgraded the entire property and we put more comfortable and, and higher quality furniture in. Uh, so if you, you know, just so you know, you got a free upgrade on your room, um, all, all Tempur-Pedic beds now and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, people were like, Oh, cool. I got a free upgrade. And, uh, so, you know, and then we just swapped out photos and nobody was mad. <laughs> like, Everybody was like, oh, cool. I got a better bed to sleep on and more comfortable furniture and all that sort of stuff. So um, like they stage houses. I like, just use the staged photos. And, yeah. right? <laughs> like, um, if you can rent a furnished house. So right before COVID, we like, I had a deal in the, like, in the bag, but I was like, I backed off right at the end because I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen with COVID. Uh, I kind of wish I hadn't, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and uh, it was an Airbnb that had gotten shut down because they weren't following the regulations. And uh, so I came to him and was like, dude, I'll, rent, I'll take your property from you. I'll rent the whole thing. And um, I think it was like $1,800 a month, including a monthly cleaning, <laughs> including a monthly cleaning. So that covered the month, the amount of money that we would have had to pay to clean. I was like, done, like I'm, I'm down. <laughs> fully furnished five bedroom house uh, in Vegas. And this place was gorgeous. And uh, we 
like I could have, we actually had like multiple people asking to rent it. Um, unfortunately we, we didn't actually sign the deal on it, but it, it's super easy to do. I reached out to probably 20 or 30 people. And out of the 20 or 30 people, I probably had four or five conversations. And out of those conversations, like this guy was like, yes, I'm like, I'm willing to do it. I just need the money. I can't, you know, I can't deal with, with that. Can you, like, I'm trying to understand it a little bit better. So this guy had a property that he owned and he was pretty much letting it out to it's you. Fully furnished. To yeah, so find a furnished property. Right, he's like, and, and in your somebody, city. Go ahead. Sorry, let me just uh, get some clarity here. So this is somebody who is uh, doing the traditional renting system and is now stuck with an empty house and is bleeding because they got to pay their mortgage. And you're coming in and say, hey, look, I know how to get this listed on Airbnb. I'll pay you 1800 You know you're probably going to make maybe I was going to make four or five. Yeah, okay, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> you're going to make $5,000. You're going to pay him $1,800. It's too bad you uh, pulled out of that deal, man. Uh, but how would you yeah. find a new one? Like if I wanted to go it, do this, like oh, super easy. I went on Facebook Marketplace and I looked for furnished furnished bedrooms. That was literally so easy. It took me like five minutes. Uh, we literally, I just pulled them up. You can do Craigslist too. Um, anywhere that you can find a furnished uh, furnished house. I uh, and uh, I actually totally skipped over this, but um, the math, right? This is the math part. Um, which so if you don't like math. Um, you can figure it, you can go like, I'll, I'll explain it in a second. Uh, but basically if you have five rooms, then your goal is to have three of them uh, cover the whole mortgage. And um, then you have like profit in the last two, right? Or at least like, maybe three and a half. If you have four rooms, the goal is to have three of them cover the whole mortgage um, or if possible, even two of them cover the whole mortgage. Right. That's the, that's the like initial goal. Just, but in this deal, so you mentioned mortgage, but in this deal it would have been rent, rent, or rent, rent, rent or mortgage. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Whatever, whatever that monthly is, whether, whether you're using your money, other people's money, whether you're using hard money, doesn't really matter. Right. And this is also great to do. If you don't have like, let's say you, you put a, uh, put together a property and you think that AR, um, ARV, right? Um, my mind's blanking right now. Um, yeah, ARV is going to be higher ARV? than it actually is. After repair, after repair, after repair. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, thank you. Um, so you like, right? You buy it and then you go fix it up, and then you're like, oh, I think I'm going to make 400 grand on it, and I'm going to pay 300, and I'm going to do 50 grand on the the um, right repairs, and then you get to it and it's like 350. And you're like, I got 350 plus I got my hard money costs, which is costing me, you know, three grand a month or 35 or three, whatever. Um, uh, some, some ridiculous amount of money, whatever that number is. Uh, and then you go and you're like, hey, look, I'm like, we need to renegotiate probably. Um, and you turn it into a, a long term, but you can then hold on to that thing and turn it into a, an Airbnb or a super rental. And not have to worry as much about that money until you can get it sold, right? Maybe it's, maybe you have to wait six or 12 months before it actually becomes worth the amount of money that you thought it was going to be worth. And that's because, uh, you know, especially for newer investors, like you really need to understand how to invest and not going like real estate agents. And um, most real estate agents 
love to inflate the numbers, the value of the house, because the more money they can sell it to you for, the more, right? Like, uh, so don't go to Zillow to find a property that's probably one of the worst ways to find a real estate investment. If it's on Zillow, it means that it's a shitty investment 99.99% of the time. You might find a golden nugget here and there that somebody just totally botched, um, but that thing will be gone in a day. So like, if it's been on there for like three weeks, it's not a good investment. Like you gotta, you gotta look at how long it's been on the market. Like, why is it like, oh, this is a great fixer upper, um, you know, and it's being listed by an agent you got to figure out like, and you ask them for comps and everything. You have to look at the actual marketplace, right? What's the actual marketplace doing? What are properties that are actually of similar value? Not, not like similar size, similar rooms, similar face too. Cause that's actually something a lot of people don't think about. They go, Oh, well, like this is a three bedroom and this is a three bedroom and they're across the street from like, you know, they're across the highway from each other. Well, first of all, it's a completely different neighborhood. Um, or it's like, well, you got one street at this end, you got another, you know, another house at the end of the street. And like the one, one of them looks absolutely amazing. And the other one that you just buy is a fixer upper and you've got to like completely do a facelift and landscaping is expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't be like, oh, well, my house is worth 400 grand because it, it doesn't look the same, right? So you gotta make sure that you're comparing like with like. Uh, uh, there's. For, for a lot uh, of questions, for a lot of these properties and prospected leads that you have for investment properties, are you, is it better to go through the MLS where you need an agent or are a lot of them off market? Are those some of the best? I, I would never, I wouldn't say never, but the MLS is, um, uh, as one of my former clients and, and one of, I would call him somewhat of a mentor in this as well, uh, he's like, it's the, the uh, multiple listing sickness, right? It's not, it's not, the, not a good place to find your investment property. It's a great place if you want to buy a house, right? Because that's, that's where the agent goes to get the highest price to get the most traffic. That's not where somebody who's trying to actually liquidate their home is going to get cash now, right? Like there's a difference. If you think you're like, I wanna sell my house now, I just need to get as much or as close as possible to the mortgage and, you know, that's owed. And hopefully if I can, I'll get some extra profit out of it. Right? Like that's really what the, the a, motiv a truly motivated seller is thinking versus somebody who is like, yeah, I'll sell and like, let's get a listing agent. And, you know, as long as we sell before foreclosure and, you know, and they may end up in foreclosure anyways, but it's like, like, let's get this kind of ball rolling. And, and um, so that's where you're going to have the challenge. Um, if you get the cash on hand and you should never borrow money to do this uh, is go to the auction house and actually start buying houses under auction, like through the auction house. Cause it's a great place to get, properties for amazing and and like there's you can actually view houses and look at houses uh one of the other things is knowing your actual neighborhood and where you're buying um this uh, another rookie mistake that i have seen a lot of people make is they try to buy houses in expensive areas you can't flip a house in an expensive area very easily right there's not a 
a ton of buyers, but there's a lot of middle income people trying to buy and sell houses today, right? The, the closer you are right, to that median income, the better off you are because you're like, we're, we're in Henderson, right? You know, outside of Vegas, we're in Green Valley. We're technically on the, in, we're in the south, I think the south side of Green Valley. So the North Green Valley is like super upscale and we're in the south side of Green Valley. So we get the benefit of being in Green Valley, but we didn't have to pay the price of being in Green Valley. Right. So we're in the so like technical, huh? You're still a five minute drive out to Green Valley Ranch yeah. or any of the nice amenities that are in Green Valley anyway. So it works yeah. out. Exactly. Wanna, so oh. we get we get the benefit and we can easily flip this property. We can easily get a long-term rental in here too, right? If something were to happen and like we had to, we can always look at pivoting. And that's the biggest thing is pivot, right? You've got to be able to pivot between the different, like as your market changes, you just have to be able to pivot with the market. Right. So, so let's talk a little bit more about that um, because it sounds like you've had some awesome success, man. Congratulations on the 97% plus occupancy rate over the last couple of years. Like, is that all living inside of Airbnb or are you like implementing other tactics to drive traffic from outside of Airbnb into your listing? Uh, up until now, we have not used Airbnb. And uh, since COVID, we have started looking at alternatives and uh, trying to find, there's actually companies out there that place people into what we're called, what we call super rentals. And there are actually companies that do this for large corporations. Um, and you have to follow their guidelines and things. There's things we might have to modify, uh, but they'll basically fill your listing for you. You pay you know, a percentage of whatever that is and, and whatnot. So you know, price accordingly. Um, but the, Pretty much everything up to this point has been through Airbnb. So okay. they do all okay. my marketing for me. Yeah. It sounds like there's a like a little micro economy that you've uncovered within Airbnb um, that is just very beneficial, regardless of the conservative model of like the, the rent landlord scenario. But what would be an example of perhaps like a a situation gone like wrong with Airbnb or just maybe a bad producing property. What, what is that? What does that look like to you? Uh, so, so a situation gone wrong. Um, we've done traditional rentals and we've done super rentals and the most damage that a super rental guest has caused is about a hundred dollars. Okay. The most damage that a, and this is over like, I think we've had like 60 or 70 people stay with us over the years. We've had one person who stayed with us now for three years and he's going on to his fourth year through Airbnb and the cost, if he would, if, so if, if he was to have uh, like utilized a traditional rental, um, he would probably have paid about two thirds, I think about, or maybe even half of what he's paying now. Right, so if he's paying, What's I think. Like, oh, huh? What's the advantage on his end for doing that? So he doesn't have a, a, a lease. He can right, leave so with 30 days immediate notice. He just has great. to give us 30 days and he can leave. So that was, so that was the biggest hang up for him was that yeah. he doesn't have to sign so up he's, 12 months. He's a contractor, so he has no idea when his job is going to end. Gotcha. 
right? Okay. And uh, students, right? They have they're here for a short period of time. If they have to sign a lease and do this and do that and everything, right? It, it becomes complicated, and they have to put money down and all that sort of stuff. And uh, Airbnb takes care of all of those components, so they don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Um, right. And uh, yeah, there's just a, there's a ton of ton of components that are really it makes it's a lot better for them because they don't have the risk of a lease is really the the reason why they're they're they want to do a um want to utilize our our listing versus going yeah because they could go to a, a place but they're going to spend way way more than they would um plus they have to send us the place plus they have to you know they have to go and pay electricity and they have to get credit report checks and all that sort of stuff and and um you got me that that makes sense i was trying to understand like who is this target customer but it sounds like you know it really could be like an entrepreneur business owner college student mostly somebody who's transient is probably here for six months or four months or they don't they just don't know or moving uh we've actually had a lot like this month alone uh so we had two guys uh they both just left um we have somebody coming in in a couple days in, in those rooms um they actually are both moving to Vegas, right? So one came from Georgia, another one came from California and they came to our place to stay for uh, a month. And, and uh, the guy before uh, who's, who's in our downstairs room, he actually stayed for about a month and a half or almost two months maybe, he was also finding a place. So we, right now we're actually finding a lot of people moving. Um, so there's, that's one of the other components, right? So, uh, actually just made me realize we should put a split test up for saying are you moving to vegas <laughs> so that's going up in, in a little bit here um so right because that's a big that's a i think right now especially with um the the big changes in the economy and in jobs and right people are looking to to downsize uh or to change their you know how much they're spending right one of the other things like if you think about this, if, uh, right, when you're buying or looking at a property, if you buy a high income property, the only people who can downsize are the people who make more money than the person that's in there now. So um, you have to figure out like, right, if you can get right in that spot or even right below where the median is, like, there's, a, there's a huge number of people who are transitioning their living situations right now. And that's always going to happen. Now, sometimes it's going to be more, sometimes it's going to be less, but this allows you to, to leverage that as a like, hey, we're here to support you in your move and your transition, right? And uh, it's hard for everybody. So if there's some, if you can provide a solution for them that they don't have to live in a hotel or they don't have to um, fly back and you know people used to have to fly back and forth to find places and they'd live in a hotel for a week and they go to view places and it's complicated and, and frustrating and you know if they're here they can come out here they can start their new job they can find a new property you know find a place to live and so there's a lot of a lot of different reasons students transient uh, contractor entrepreneurs here you know on a specific project uh, are coming to the area for a project um, there's uh, specific areas might have different, like different areas might have an industry that has a, something that's like, oh, we have people come in for a specific amount of time. 
And usually what I found is that the, the companies in the area lobby to make sure that there's no regulations up to the point. It's like, well, we have people come in and they usually come in for at least two weeks. Okay, well, we'll make the regulations so that it's two weeks or less. Like, <laughs> that's what's happened. <laughs> and I ha like, again, these corporations are, thankfully, they're paying all this money to make sure that you don't have to worry about regulations in this capacity. And so like here in Vegas, we have a ton of people who are, uh, who come in for schooling and for their medical degrees and medical licenses and all this stuff. And it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. Like we get to see, uh, you know, especially in, in Vegas and Henderson, the epicenter, uh, one of the biggest epicenters of, of people learning how to combat COVID. So we're, you know, we're able to help them come in and learn all the things that they need so they can go back out into the world and, and help people around the world. So it's, it's also really cool to see the impact that's having at the same time. Like we're providing a solution for somebody that's gonna go help make massive changes in, in people's lives around the world. And so um, it's just some kind of a cool side, side benefit to what we're doing. Uh -huh. I love that, man. Dude, this has been awesome. You know, I didn't know about the Super Rentals thing and I've been, you know, learning a lot about real estate lately. It seems, and, and also about wholesaling and some of the other tricks you mentioned, like, um, you know, finding the landlord and, and taking care of the Airbnb for the, this has been gold, man. Is there, you know, we're kind of near the end of wrapping this up. Is there anything else you want to add on to this uh, before you kind of let people know how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so the, the, I think one thing that's just based on something you just said, so like, if you're going out and finding properties, not everyone is ready to sell. Not everybody wants to sell. And not everybody's willing to sell at the price that they really need to sell at. It's actually a bigger portion of those people. And some of those people are gonna to try to go to a real estate agent and uh, then a portion of those are gonna go into foreclosure and then there's an opportunity to come back up for those. But if you can have a conversation and say, look, I have two options for you, right? Like, my goal, like when I do any kind of real estate investing, I know like the pain, cause like we almost lost our house. If it wasn't for Airbnb, we would have lost our house. Like I know the pain of having to deal with like almost losing your house. And if I can come in and say, look, I would, we can take the house off your hands. We can provide the solution. We'll get you paid out cash quick. We'll try to get you, you know, as much covered and if not even more, plus, you know, moving help and all that sort of stuff. By the way, you should offer stack your stuff, right? Like right. offer moving help is probably one of the easiest ways to, to add massive value. It's like, not only are we going to pay for cash, but we're going to pay for like a part of you move, your move or your entire move even. Yeah. And like the feeling like, it's like, oh, I feel so much. And it's like, look, if you want to stay in this property, you want to keep this property, here's what I'm going to do for you. We're going to, we're going to come in, we're going to rent it uh, from you. You're going to leave and you're going to go to one of my other rental properties. And you're going to stay there. And like, this is based on your income, how much money you can pay. We're going to put you into a property that you can actually afford. We're going to come in, we're going to take over your mortgage and uh, we'll furnish the property. We'll take care of it. And then we're going to basically have a lease on it for the next five years and or 10 years or whatever you want to do. And then at the end of that, like you've made all this profit, 
then at the end of that, um, we'll give you, basically you get your property back, right? And you can then have a property because most people's mortgages are a lot less than the rental cost. So if right. you can come in and be like, hey, I'm going to take over your mortgage for you. You're still going to get to keep, keep it in your family. Um, and then that way in five years or 10 years, you can come back in once, once life has resumed as, you know, because it's easy always to get up back up to your current ceiling, whatever your ceiling is, everybody has a, has a, a current ceiling that they're at. And uh, if you ever dip down below that, like getting back up there, it doesn't take a lot of work once you get out of the BS that's going through your head. Um, so helping them in that situation then gives you the ability to have an Airbnb. And the reality is, I, I, at least I think, like most of these people are going to, to, to appreciate and go, well, hey, well, let's renegotiate and let's get some rental income from it too, right? If you can include some rental income too, it's like, hey, I'll give you an extra 500 bucks a month uh, or whatever, $100 per unit or whatever comes in, right? There's a lot of ways that you can get really creative with how you structure your, your investment deal. And then by the way, you have no OPM, right? You don't have to pay any for any hard money uh, stuff. Uh, the only cost you have is the furnishing, which is um, it's about five grand for the whole house in a lot of cases. So that's your cost. Right? That's literally your cost plus the monthly rent or monthly mortgage cost. And then you furnish it. And when you leave, all you gotta do is leave. Like you just move the, move the, the furniture out. You bring it to the next property, <laughs> assuming it's in decent condition, hasn't been destroyed. <laughs> Um, but the likelihood, like we haven't had any problems with, uh, any of our furniture ever. <laughs> like, um, actually, uh, excuse me. We had one problem. We had a hundred dollar fix to, a, a um, it was a scratch on a, on our dresser that we had to get like repainted and furniture, you know, refinished and it was like a hundred bucks. Um, so yeah, whatever. Like that's the only, literally the only damage that we've had. Um, I think my mom has uh is having uh has one guest who or had a one guest who like um he would smoke uh not cigarettes but pot and he he would lean out the window to smoke out the window and like he got it dirty and so it was like an extra 50 bucks or 100 dollars to get it cleaned like that's again like most of our costs like any like damage costs funko have been like an extra cleaning cost or like a refinishing or something um, super simple, super basic, but doesn't really affect anything. And there's always the deposit that they have, uh, that we have with Airbnb. So we can always like bill against, uh, like we, we don't do it. If it's under a hundred bucks, we don't care. We just like, I assume you're going to, um, like one guy destroyed a towel because he used it to clean up food. And I'm like, like, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's like, whatever, like it's, we we expect a little bit, right? You're gonna you're gonna lose a little bit here and there. The worst story I heard was somebody took a shit inside of the dryer. Yeah, I know, I know. But on that note of uh, craziness, uh, like this is incredible. You you know you're obviously very knowledgeable about Airbnb and about like making money through real estate investments. You know how should people get in touch with you if they you know if uh, they have more questions or or you know I'm sure you might even have a course coming out one of these days. On, on this oh we, uh, it's already it already came out it's called super hoster and you just go to superhoster.com and uh you'll you'll get a free report and lays out literally lays out the process and uh what we do and and then if you want to know how we do it you buy the course so 
They give you the what right. for free. If you want the how, you got to buy the course. But if you want to figure it out on your own, you know, go through the school of hard knocks like I did, then uh, there's always that option. So I, I think, uh, I believe content is a commodity. And if you want to know like the, the structure and get coaching and everything through it, then you, you yeah. do that. Um, as, a, as a bonus, if you uh, do the pay in full option, only on the pay in full option, uh, we will actually help you write your sales, your sales letter. We'll help you write your listing and do the research for you and, and do all that sort of stuff. So uh, we normally charge an extra thousand dollars for that specifically, but uh, as a bonus for your community, um, just because you watch this, go go purchase and then send us a support ticket and let us know and we'll get you set up. Hell yeah. Superhoster.com. Hawk, thank you so much, yeah. my man. This is been awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have tremendous gratitude for our guests and you listening now for joining our mission of democratizing real estate education around the world. If you want to learn more from our experts, our mission, and get involved, then please visit realestateexperts.org to get started. Who knows, you might even be a guest on a future episode.